fellow Rapintonians, and welcome to Rap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the drum solo to my Phil Collins song, Mr. Shaheen Avandi! It's all been a pack of lies. <laughs> now I gotta go home and listen to that. Boom, 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 boom. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know he, um, he divorced his wife via fax back in the day? That's a super dick move, yet kind of awesome. I mean, you know, it's like, well, I mean, I'm kind of done with her. It's a. Uh, that's Phil Collins for you. Uh, hey, one, of you? Favorite, one of my favorite bands growing up as a kid. So that kind of that kind of hurts right right here, right there, right in the right in the hall, the heart yeah. area. It's like probably like one of the first five CDs I bought was probably Genesis. You know, one of the first five CDs I bought in America was CNC Music Factory. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but it sounded so cool when I was twelve years old. I think my first CD was Billy Joel. Nice Stormfront. Nice. Are you from Jersey? <laughs> No, but I'm super white. <laughs> what else did you have? Some Dran Dran and a... Um, first CDs. Genesis. That's pretty good. Uh, we Can't Dance. Uh, Phil Collins, Stormfront. I think I think like my third CD was like a new age thing with like Humpback Whales. Enya. It was not even Enya. Are you sure? Yeah. Enya didn't come in until like 96, 97 in the Beeler household. Really? Oh, yeah. I see. I was like, I thought, I thought she was out way earlier. Yeah. No, we didn't. We discovered her kind of late. That late the Gaelic game. songstress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, cranberries. That might have <laughs> been. That might have been. It's too much yodeling for my liking, man. I just couldn't get into it. Whatever. Zombie, zombie. I had eclectic taste. Yeah, you did. I'm. I'm still impressed that at that age you were still Phil Collins fan. I mean that. You had some soul in your sailing heart. What was fun is, I mean, this isn't this isn't the reason why, but my first car only got AM radio. <laughs> a lot of time. And as I and here we are doing a podcast. Yeah, and as I rediscovered this past weekend, as I will tell you, Shaheen, there's not a lot of good content on AM radio. No. So where I live, the only kind of go to you had KMBR for sports, which which I did listen to quite a bit, <laughs> and you had the oldie station. Oh, so like my my formative musical years were were rooted deeply in the classics, as I would say. I like it though. Yeah, just and imagine we, you like wearing a suit, learning the oldies dances. No, 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 that's inaccurate. Um, <laughs> young Jensen, young Jensen learns how to shuffle. Really took a long time to discover who he was. Come on, baby, let's do the a twist. Lot of, a lot of awkward years. Just I mean, really awkward. In all fairness. The we're 90s still, were weird year. I mean, like, just come on. I'm a child of the 90s. Like, we're like the t- the land that time forgot. <laughs> I, you know, no, not in Portland. Time came here no, and yeah, stuck around. Now it's like <laughs> frozen in time here. It's That's what kills me here. <laughs> no, the driving's what kills me here. Yeah. Yeah. The driving just takes a little out of your soul every time. Hey, speaking of which, I got a new truck. You got a new truck. I did. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard I wanted about to it. join the... Portland slash Jensen Beeler Cool Club and have a Toyota truck. 
You got that foreigner that you've had for what, 10 years now? Longer. Um, 15 years. Ah, that, and she looks better every day. Like, like 200,000 miles on her. She's a beautiful girl, that one. She's right and tight. The, I, was, I spent a lot of time in my car today and the, the last week. Um, yeah, you went to like Montana. Yeah, well, I'll get to that. Frankie. But I was realizing, so my, my car's a 2005. The only thing on it that like I really wish I could go change, or I, that I wish I could change, like when I get in a rental car nowadays and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a feature my car doesn't have. Yeah, what is, is like it? a good like dash. Well, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say a good dash, but like a dash that has like a an LCD screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like with a navigation, CarPlay, yeah. has a USB port and a Bluetooth for my phone. The only thing I really, really wish I had that I didn't have back then was the ability to connect my phone without a wire. You know, the technology does exist where you can go and change your head unit. I think I might do that. And it doesn't cost that much. This, I'll I was looking aside, at, you could probably spend less than 700 bucks and have a really good unit. I was totally looking into it. You're right. Like, like um, a good Panasonic or something. I was looking at Sony's for some reason. But yeah, like I haven't gotten too deep into it. But I was like, yeah, 300, 500 bucks, somewhere in there. Like, I bet we have plenty of listeners will have a say-so in this. But my take on this whole thing is get something that is intuitive and easy to use. And there's plenty of reviews out there to kind of go into the basics of it. Because we have one in our van at work that's just, I, for the life of me, I have to hit 45 buttons every time I get into it just to get it to accept my phone. Whereas the one I drove my, when I had my buddy's uh, sports car for a couple of weeks, that thing is super duper easy. And it was a Panasonic. Like you just plug it in and boom, Apple, Apple, Apple CarPlay comes up, charges yeah. your phone. It was great. I loved it. And yeah. I think I priced one of those out just, just to see how much it was. And it was just under 700 bucks for the good one. Uh, I just want whatever one's going to play the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast the best. Yeah. And, uh, I want to hear our deep, earthy tones through the speakers. Hello, and welcome to Brap Talk, mm. where the bass is going to move you. We're going to be talking about motorcycles all day. All day. Two-stroke, four-stroke, three-cylinder, two-cylinder, four-cylinder, and sometimes six-cylinders. It's going to be delicious. It's tasty. Um, yeah. So you bought a, you bought a new truck. I bought a new truck. Congratulations to you, Thanks. sir. I got a, I got a little uh, Toyota Taco, ma. That's a good car. It's such a good car. I feel like it'll last me a good 10 years, at least. Oh, at least. I got like, the, are you uh, kidding me? Like, I got the TRD off-road package, bro. You got, got a lift? The, you got a lift on that, bro? Not yet, bro. I'm going to get, I'm going to get some gold wheels on it, bro. Some oh, BF Goodridge's, bro. You're totally going to get gold wheels, aren't you? Fuck yeah, I am. But come on. Like gold, gold or like that bronze kind of. You know, I think I'm going to go for like a, like a, like a, hmm, like a Roman gold. All on oh. my multi, my past I multistrata. Do not know what a Roman gold like is. Like a lighter gold. Like think 18 carats. Okay. Okay. Not 24. Not that deep. Not that rich. Now. Like a Nero. Like a like yeah. almost the color of this helmet in front of you. That's that is a uh, I believe that's called yellow. <laughs> that is a that's mustard like, that's yellow. Like, that's that's not high. That's a Ducati yellow. Maybe a little bit lighter. Why has it got to be Ducati yellow? Because that's why I, it, I'm around them. That's 10 not hours a, a day, that's not a, There's no like Ducati yellow. Right, that's, this is that's okay, fucking. You know this is, this that's is lighter. Yellow. That it is like secondary color yellow. It's like a. Or, or is yellow Wrangler a primary yellow. color? <laughs> yellow is a primary color, isn't it? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so I yeah. make green, bitch. Yeah. It's still got that new car smell, which I really, really hate. Oh, really? I don't like it. I don't like I it. I love the new car smell. It's too strong. It's too plasticky. I get a little headache from it. I like new helmet smell. That's nice and cozy. <sighs> You're such a little bitch. Oh, man, get in that car. All you smell is plastic <laughs> and leather. I did quotation marks. I'm not certain. It says leather on the page, so I guess it is leather. I got it. So this is the funny part to me. I have essentially what is a work truck with leather heated seats. It's wacky to me. That's totally normal. It is now. It also costs as much as a what I think a luxury car should cost. It's also totally normal. <sighs> it's weird. 
Have you priced out like a top of the line F one fifty? It's it's silly. They're like eighty thousand dollars if you want to get the top of the line yeah. Raptor. Yeah, I think they're probably more than that. Ah, uh, yeah. So okay, well in that case, my little baby Tacoma. I think the, was what is like it called? Half the, that. The, I was gonna say Fish Ranch. I don't think it's called that. <laughs> There's some ranch edition F one fifty. It's like yeah, it's like a sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollar truck. Hillshire Farms Ranch Edition. <laughs> it's called? It's creamy and delicious, this Ford. I gotta look it up. Some Ford Rose. King Ranch, I think. King Ranch. Yeah. There we go. See, I was on the, I was uh, on the It's right like a way. pizza sauce dipping ranch. You know, it's delicious. It adds a little creamy goodness to your food. <laughs> uh, I should be in charge of marketing for Ford. They would love me. Oh, Speaking of marketing, I don't know why like, I was thinking about this, but Whoever came up with vegan leather. What? That's some proper good marketing. Like that that's an oxymoron. Yeah. That's like a like that's just you're selling me plastic. Vegan leather. Yeah. What is it made of? It's plastic. It's so fake latex? Leather. I guess it is. I mean, whatever it is, it's a... Uh, yeah. Why is it hold on. Hold, hold on a minute? Let me let me ask a controversial question. Okay. Why is it they don't want to kill a cow, but they don't mind littering the world with the fucking plastic thing? Because meat's murder. All right. Uh, listen, I love me some animals. It's, you know, but there's some animal rights stuff that just doesn't make sense. Like, like bees, honey isn't vegan. It's excuse it's me, delicious bee poop. I'm not eating bees. I'm eating their poop. Yeah. What's the deal? I don't know. Milk. It, this was my argument. You gotta milk a cow. If you don't milk the milk. cow, that's inhumane. Yeah, and don't be calling almond milk milk because that's just not that's milk. Not, it's just that's nut something juice. different. Yeah, it's fucking nut juice. It's gross. And you can you can stay keep that in your mind for the rest of your life. Nut juice. Um, I, I mean, I'm saying that, but I drink oat milk. I don't still don't think it's milk. Oat juice. Hmm. It's like liquid bread. It's pretty good. Um, it's beer. Beer. See, is I had the bread. same argument against uh, electric cars and hybrid because everybody wants to drive one and thinking they're being clean to the earth. But like, let's talk about what it takes to build this thing i don't think well if you're gonna do that i've heard this argument right if you're gonna do that then it's like well what does it take to cost to build an, an internal combustion that's vehicle as well like right like i i mean i haven't sat down and like done the apples to apples on to like, back like some- hybrid versus internal combustion but I'd, I'd imagine those are gonna be pretty similar numbers you gotta Probably. you got a bunch of metal you gotta do, you got some rubber, you got some plastic, you gotta form it, you got a factory. You know what I love energy. is when people truly have these arguments about these things. <laughs> you're like, you know what? Fuck it, you're right. Cars are just terrible. Just stop walking. Well, that's the thing. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, like you have to have a like you're, you need a vehicle. Like you're gonna you're gonna have an environmental impact. No, you're gonna a, have an environmental you need cost. Two round stones set on top of some uh, in the, with some wood on top of them. Hopefully your bearings are okay and you can yabba dabba do your way through the next street. Yeah. Unless you're going to walk everywhere that was a without shoes, uh, there's an environmental cost. <laughs> so vegan leather. Vegan leather. Just stop with that nonsense. <laughs> this should be part of our uh, show called, you know what grinds my gears? No grinds my gears. <laughs> vegan leather. <laughs> and liberals. <laughs> ah, <laughs> liberal leather. Wait. Liberal leather. That's, that'd be a great <laughs> that BDSM like shot. Sites, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> liberal leather, where we'll tie you up. And read you to sleep. But every every like zipper mask is just Newt Gingrich. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Terrifying, but amazing. There's so many listeners like, I, I can't wait. Am I supposed to be offended on this one? So I can't tell I can't tell if they're conservative that. or liberals. <laughs> I am what I am. Yes. The answer is yes. 
Uh, what else have you been up to, Shane? Have you been riding any motorbikes lately? You know, I bought a truck on Saturday, and my poor bikes have just been sitting in the garage wondering if I still love them. Yeah. Um, but I did just ride a uh, Street Fighter again just because. Because you should. Because I should. I feel like if you can ride a Street Fighter, you should. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way. It has been written. We've had good weather lately. It's Dude, been, it's been very it's been good un, unwinter-like. Yeah. The leaves have kind of, the, the dry leaves have kind of blown away. Yeah, so it's kind of safe on. to ride again. It's a little bit less terrifying. Uh, it's cold. Your tires aren't quite as groupy as you want them to be, but eh, you know, just take it easy a little. Um, you know, it's a good way to warm up your tires. Go faster. Burnouts. What's up? I love burnouts. You know how much I love problem, burnouts. Problem solved. That's literally the first thing I'll scream at my friends as they ride away from me. Do a burnout! That, I just that, like them. <laughs> that R18, totally going back with no middle of the tire. <laughs> totally going back. Uh, you I don't know what, know what happened. I got, I did a long distance trip and the tire just melted away. It, uh, it, uh, you know, there's just a lot of torque on this R18. And, uh, just the, I did it for science. It was for science. And we wanted to see what this tire brand you guys are using. What do they use? I think they're using Michelin's. Ooh, let's see how good this double Michelin check is. It. I have to double check it. You know how you check it? Uh, it says it on the tire. You do a burnout. <laughs> there you but go. Then you <laughs> capture the burnout with a high speed camera, <laughs> slow it down, and you can read it on the side of the tire. <laughs> science did. science um yeah so i read the street fighter and uh you know still makes me giggle a lot it's not a bad silly bike. ass little bike right there it's not a bad bike we got the black one in at the shop oh that is a whole new level only of sexy. you can say that in portland if i said that in portland i'd be ran on a rail uh, it's a matte it's a very dark 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 dark, dark it's a very dark, dark, light darker. absorbent actually really it is sort of grayish because of that matte finish yeah yeah but looks good though. Boy, is it pretty. And Black bikes look good. So you know, you know how Ducati likes doing that sort of magnesium goldish yeah. engine, bronze, bronzeish, whatever color. Greek, Greek gold. I need Greek bronze gold. Um, I need someone, the next person who buys one of these, to powder coat their wheels to match that. Because first of all, gold, hello. But I think that would look super sharp on that bike. I concur. Yeah, just like my Tacoma. <laughs> Uh, what have you ridden lately aside from your R18? Hey, we haven't had a follow-up to um, the old Husky conversation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. Um, made me buy dinner second time. You owe me burgers. Yeah, there's a, there's a thought process there. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy at a bank who can probably get you a pretty good, you know, low APR. Yeah. We're talking less than 28%. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much can i put on I a think credit in my card? career in the retail world i've probably done let's say less than 10 of those those sub subprime ones oh really and every time i've tried to talk the person out of it like are you sure you want to do this because that's like mob money it's a lot of money and if you don't pay it they'll probably send someone after you <laughs> yeah, that's like that's just such, that's a loan shark at that point man it's just gross i hate it i hate it so much but it's there and some people just got to do the thing and i don't i mean i'm not here to judge you but are you sure you want to do this um what uh I, I assume this this bike is still there the ktm still there yeah i thought i saw it today okay i'm keeping an eye on it if somebody looks at it i'll be like hey back off I mean, you know, like, don't don't keep it on my account, but, like, you know, the longer it stays there, the more likely I'm going to buy it, so. I might have put a sold sign on it for you. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> I was just hoping you would show up and be like, who the fuck? Oh, it's my name. Oh, well, you're I, fucked up. I'm, like, dropping off uh, cookies. I'm like, what's it? What? what? Sold? What? Why is my name on what it? What the hell? <laughs> Mom! 
We're going to start a GoFundMe for Jensen to get a Husqvarna or KTM. KTM. Same thing. Toyota, Lexus, you know, potato, potato. One's got the leather. One's got the leather and got the heated mirrors. I'm just saying. Oh, I wish I had heated mirrors. I do on my Tacoma. My, my, my car is before that time. The only thing I, I could have gotten that I You have didn't. what's called a scraper that you walk outside with. Yeah. And scraper, I got, scraper, I got scraper. That. scraper. I've done that. I've done a little bit of that. Well, you also have a garage, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I wish I got in the heated seats with it. You can still do that. Yeah. That actually is not that much money. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. I gotta look into that. Cheaper than your new uh, head unit that you're going to get. Okay. We'll talk. I know people. You got a guy? You got a guy? <laughs> I got a guy. I got a guy for the guy. All right. I'm glad you're here to spend my money. I'm I'm a team man always tells me my favorite thing is spending other people's money. Yeah, you're pretty you're pretty, you're uh, pretty that's good. That's why at I do it. what I do for a living. Uh, that's how you end up in retail. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of spending other people's money, uh I am down a bike now. I lost a bike. What? Who's gone? The the Kramer went back to the uh Oh yeah, that's the why you white north. Trip. So that what I did this weekend is I drove twenty nine hours straight like an idiot. Holy shit. Uh and it could have been way the worse. The weather was not so good. um i hit freezing rain coming and going through washington eastern washington i watched uh an suv flip onto its 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 hood or its its roof i like the idea of flipping its hood just like forward it just went oh it it went off the road (laughs) it went (laughs) like a cartoon uh, landed on its on its on its roof uh which is not good and then I watched a big rig trailer jackknife and go perpendicular to the road and block the entire highway for like two hours. Your side or their side? Our side. And then I eventually, I was just like, you know what? Like we're just sitting there literally like miles of traffic backed up, probably backed all the way back up to Oregon. Holy shit. And I was like, you know what? I got four wheel drive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can just kind of go up the river through the woods, get around this, this nonsense. Please tell me you did that. Right as I'm doing that, Washington state trooper rolls up. Hi there. He's like, you got four wheel drive? I'm like, yep. He's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> Best of luck. I'm like, I'm like, you got a bigger fish to fry. Yeah, there's you? a 18 wheeler you should go deal with. <laughs> Did you see the guy on his roof? Because he needs your help. He's uh he's bleeding uh, profusely. So that took like to go like 30 miles of distance. It took like two, three hours, which is crazy. I, I feel like well, I wanted to be there for that. that. That sounds like an adventure. It was an adventure. And then and then you had to do all the passes through idaho and eastern washington and montana and then kramer joe was good enough to drive the other direction from fargo because that's where they're based out of and met me just uh west of billings was that a halfway point for you guys kind of where we actually met is probably close to the halfway point billings Mm. is a little bit closer to fargo than it is here uh um and then we we literally like just talk for like five minutes and load up the car and went back our separate ways because we both had like another 12 hours to drive yeah no kidding so you literally drove there and drove back. Yeah, that is an adventure. It was uh, it was a lot. How much Mountain did you drink? Not as much as you would think. Yeah, I guess you had to deal with pulling over and peeing in the freezing cold. Less than a gallon. That's impressive. Um, yeah, was, yeah, I mean, like Mountain Dew consumption wise was pretty good. It's just like that freezing rain was just so treacherous. And then so coming on the way back, we hit it again, and like you can like you can see it. Like luckily, like I've driven. Wait, who's we? Who went with you? Oh, it's like me in the car. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm like, who's the second person? Uh, Coda. Coda came with me. No, it was, just, it, was just, it was just me in the car. I don't know why I say we. <laughs> I like it. I like the car's got personality. It's a little royal we, Shaheen. Um, <laughs> so full of burrito. That's, that's the other. That's the we <sighs> is that burrito. burrito. The burrito. I'm so full that I thought I had to poop, but I didn't. We got to give a shout out. We got to give a shout out to um, Adam. Adam 
for for burritos today. Adam from across the globe, across across all the way out into the Austria, the Austrian Adam. Is oh, that how they talk? I have no idea. It's so full. They talk like Germans too. Do they? Yeah. Oh yeah, Schwarzenegger. They talk like. You gotta get to the chopper and get the burrito. Oh man, I wish that it was this. This this money is for you to get burritos. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I don't know what why is your daddy's like name and what does he do for burritos? <laughs> He's not a tumor. It's a burrito. <laughs> That's what it feels like in my stomach. It's not a tumor. It's a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Adam. Why'd you do this to us? Appreciated it. Thank you. It's delicious. Delicious. I'm so full. So, so full. So full. So full. Um. Yeah. So then on the way back, I. No, no. We's good. I like we. Well, it's we because there's other people on the road. Like it's it's 27 degrees out. It's like 3 a.m. or whatever it is, and it just starts raining. And I know enough. I'm like, that's not good. That's not gonna. It's not snowing. It's not cold. It's not warm enough that water is gonna stay water. This is gonna be bad. Yeah, this is gonna be. It's gonna be slip and slide. It's gonna be slip and slide. And I'm waiting for it. And I finally start seeing like little ice on my windshield. And like literally, I, like, I had to think I had to pee. Uh oh. So I get to kind of the top of the hill. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out. I'm going to pee. I'm going to see how fucked up the road is because I'm the only one there. Like, I can go out on the highway and it's no big deal. <laughs> and I literally just almost fall on my ass as I'm getting out of the, it's just ice. the forerunner. It's all ice. And I go pee and I get back in my car and I'm looking at the radar. I want to see, like, where the rain's going to stop because I'm like, should I just post up here for a minute yeah. or should I keep going? And I watch some bro dude. And just like the most clapped out three series you've ever seen, <laughs> just go barreling down the the highway, like 60, 70 miles an hour, get to right where I am and just no. start spinning and just goes off the side of the road. And I'm like, yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at right now. Yep. Did you help him out? Or <laughs> yeah, you just- get drove over there. I'm like, hey, you OK? He's like, yeah, I don't like you, like you need help. He's like, no, I got triple A. And I'm like, OK, I don't know if they're coming. It's going to be a while. Like. I can pull you out if you want. No, no, no. It's okay. All right, cool. I'm going to go before you change your mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, he's, he's a hot mess. Offered twice. He was, yeah, it was. So I go on the thing. I'm like, Warner actually does pretty well. I've got the the snow mountain rated tire, which yeah. aren't like great and nice, but they're better than summer tires, which I bet some of these people are running. Yeah. And it hooks up. The Forerunner hooks up fine in the snow. All right. Actually, it hooks up great in the snow. It hooks up okay in the ice. Put it in four wheel high and just keep on keeping. Yeah, on. I'm just going like 30 miles an hour down the freeway. It's yeah. no big deal. Um, then it gets like torrential rain in Oregon, and our roads are all fucked up. So you're hydroplaning everywhere. Rain's fine. Like, deal with rain. Ice is where it gets cro- ice creepy. Freezing rain is just like it. Is there a more treacherous condition than freezing rain? <sighs> more freezing rain. Yeah, more freezing rain. Wind. <laughs> Windy. Windy freezing rain. I guess. So yeah, a lot of it was a, it was an adventure. Um, I borrowed a moto tote. Oh, love this product. This oh, wait, so a, you didn't have a trailer. You were just right. Cool. Because of this reason, I was like, you know what? Like I was looking at the weather and the weather was supposed to be clear. I was like, you know what I want to do? Yeah, I was about to ask you how that trailer. I did not want to have to pull a trailer through nope. that nonsense, uh-huh. especially knowing that the speed limits in Montana are so high. I didn't want to have to deal with like, like, oh, I've got to do 55 when everyone else has to do 80. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so I borrowed a buddy's moto tote and oh man. Like I gotta buy one, like unsolicited. I know a guy. Recommendation. I also know a guy for that. Do you? Yeah. He just came to the shop two days ago. Was like, hey, I sell these. Great. Give me some brochures. Thanks. No, they're great. Um, they're perfect for dirt bikes and Kramer. Like, like the motorcycle sub four hundred pounds. I think for it. Yeah, but like by that point, you're putting a lot of weight on your on your tongue, and it's just a lot of weight. Like I've got a I got a lifted forerunner. Like if you put four hundred five hundred pounds on the back of it, yeah, 
you're gonna be high beaming everyone down the road. Well, also, in the, and I remember in the ice and the snow and the rain, your front tires not aren't nearly as uh, tractiony as they would be normally. Yeah, that's terrifying, actually. How was the Forerunner? It's great, loved it. Well, that's the thing. The Kramer's two hundred and sixty-seven pounds. Oh. So I was like sitting there, like it's like it's, it's like, like if having, I sat in the back. It's of the like forerunner. yeah, it's like someone in the back seat, right? And I'm sitting there, I was like, this is the way to do it. This is fantastic. Like, See, I should have come with you. I could have sat in the front seat, and then we would have balanced it out. Balanced it out, yeah. Foreigner would have been driving level. Imagine all the podcasts we could have recorded. That would have been amazing. I listened to four books on tape. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said you listened to them, because anytime someone's like, I'm reading a book. Yeah, what are you reading? Well, it's more of a book on t- tape. You're not reading shit. You're listening to Shaheen and Jensen talk about motorcycles, which yeah. is fine. But well, I mean, you can t- continue definitely to keep doing that uh <laughs> like, this is my life book uh, it's a book called uh brap talk i mean brap read <laughs> blessed be the braps blessed be the bra- oh yeah we're working on that shirt mm-hmm. that's gonna be coming up pretty soon i ordered more stickers more brap talk stickers are getting a lot of uh, people who want them i know some people would be very happy to know that stickers are on the yeah. way yeah hit us up if you want brap talk stickers i'll put them back on our little shop we have a shop? actually i think we're going to have a shop Yes. Just specifically for shirts and stickers. There's a really good chance by the end of the year we have a website too. Whoa, that's super pro. Yeah. I'm making one right now for Paddock Pass podcast. Nice. Uh, that's this, that's my weekend job coming up. And then after that, I'll probably just use the same template for Rap Talk. Nice. Yeah. I'll write our little bios on there. No, there you go. Jensen was raised by wolves. <laughs> In the suburbs of California. In the suburbs <laughs> of Napa Valley. No, no drank wine as a four-year-old no definitely not true either sommelier by the age of six my father was a sommelier and a lawyer by the age of 22 mm, like 26 27 he won yeah, many close enough. sailboat races that's true he was in the olympics at the nope. highest level no nope. junior olympics racing. just junior olympics <laughs> Finish third. Did okay. I think my bio for you is going to be way more colorful than your bio for you. I feel like your bio for me is like just going to be tremendously libelous. It's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. People are going to be like, who is this guy? He is indeed the most is interesting man. Single? What a thought. Yeah. So went out to Montana, dropped off the Kramer. It was it was a sad farewell, but she's going to get all shiny and Yeah, I was going to. Hold on. So are we going to talk about what's going to happen with it or is it a secret? Oh, it's fine. Secret, secret. Um, I got a secret. Uh, so Kramer Joe is going to download some more horsepower into that bad bad girl. We're, Are you putting think, a turbo, nitrous, hybrid drive? We did actually talk about a hybrid drive. That'd be cool. I would love. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I would love to see someone stick like a like just a big pancake motor. Even if it's just like one of those, you know, stupid brushed air cooled ones. Just right on the counter shaft sprocket and just have like a little push for pass. Like just an extra 20 horsepower scoot. You're only allowed to use it for like 20 seconds yeah, yeah, during the whole race. Yeah, that'd be cool. You're to play your cards right. Uh, that'd be fun. So I don't, I don't know where we're going to land. It'll be above 80 though. Hmm. And uh, what are the what are the Omer race rules talk about for that class? I'm on the super bike class so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Turbo. I'm just saying turbo actually that's the only thing i can't do nitrous nitrous any sort of force induction nitrous or electrification bumps you into our class called formula ultra which is what andy debrino competes in with a 200 horsepower you know kawasaki fuck off superbike. so you wouldn't really be competitive with with that what if just hear me out okay what if you put that new 890 motor in there 
I mean, that'd be rad. You're still going to be about half as much horsepower as they are. Oh, really? The 890 motor is like 130 horse. Uh huh. And those super bikes in Formula Ultra are probably pushing 200, 210, something like that. What if you didn't tell anyone you're still racing the same classes you're in now? Oh, that's how you win. I think they notice. <sighs> Loophole, though, and this is what I was telling Joe. 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 This is what I was telling Joe. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't have more than one engine. It just says your engine has to be a single cylinder. Ooh. Put two singles in there. Boom. Huh? Lawyered. There is your hybrid drive. Come at, come at me, bro. Is your hybrid drive supposed to have electricity? No, no. It's a hybrid in that I have one one cylinder and another one cylinder. I'm technically racing two motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah. Pretty excited uh, to see. I don't know when we're going to get it back. They're going to test like a prototype valve and camshaft on it or something. I don't know. Not my not my problem. I just had a weird harebrained idea for oh, um, for AMA racing. You know how they're doing the bagger racing now? Mm. What if? I'm just saying. What if? Can we talk about that? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the, at the very beginning of it. We, I mean, we really haven't gone into details since, but. Well, that, I, got, I got thoughts on it. Let's, let's look back to that. Tell me. Finish your thought. Okay. okay. I want to look back though. Same line as that. Oh, God. But we do. Jousting. Ta- Ooh. I like that too. Okay. That's a different idea. Version 1.0 is my idea. Version 2.0 is jousting. So my idea is tandem motorcycle racing like two up two up not i don't side, know why that not, class not, not, not a side up. not a side uh, car two up but like two up yeah passenger <clears throat> passenger that was one of my conditions on why i on what i would allow if that bagger class goes forward like it should be a two up class yeah. like you could do like a you know a, and the like a minimum weight between rider and passenger has to be like at least 250 pounds or something and i feel like water balloons and other type of shenanigans should be encouraged 100 i mean Whatever we can, can, we can basically bags. uh you know put into effect the mario supercart rules absolutely green shell yeah you got a shell in your hand fucking toss that bitch you got Bananas? a banana peel yeah fuck them up i 100 what i don't i think people would watch i, I would line up to watch that mm. what i don't like about what they're doing with that they want to make it like a like three or four round thing now hmm. and i think that's the stupidest idea like granted, granted like I'm on the, this is already the stupidest idea bandwagon anyways. Careful, our buddy Corey West races in that. More power to him. God bless. But <laughs> like, super, did you watch the race? It was actually fun to watch. But that's the thing. That's, I wanted to be, I wanted to hate on it. It was like you liking the rebel. It. I still hate on it. But oh, I, I didn't, I couldn't hate on it. I liked it so much after I watched it. I still hate on it. But like, I, I will admit where I can say like, I can see why you're entertained by that. I get it. The thing though, that worries me, like as a one-off as like a one event a year as like a fluke like isn't just this like a fun thing we're doing right idea like just like the same thing where it's like you're gonna spend all year building your bagger to race the bagger race at laguna seca yeah like that makes it kind of a cool thing i can kind of i still think it's a pretty dumb idea but it's it's a pretty cool idea too right because it's it's goofy and it's and it's and it's different when you start normalizing, like, hey, we're going to have a four-round series, and you're like, no, 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 Now you're taking it too serious. Did people watch it, though? Did they have, like, a better viewership than expected or better than some other kind of racing? I have no idea. Because, I mean, if it's bringing I'm sure viewers to, the, to it, I can't imagine it's asses on seats because people just watch it from home. that's the thing, though. Like, that's – it's it's one of those things I feel like it's going to be fun to watch once. Right. It's not going to be fun to watch over and over. Because, like, if you go back to it, like, like this is the part where I kind of hate on it. It wasn't a good race. It wasn't close racing. No, it was, uh, it was more like, like a like an expedition. Like three quarters of the bikes start. 
Um, another quarter of those didn't finish. One of them looped it. That was pretty impressive. Somebody looped it. I mean, that was a practice start. That's that's a whole other that, That's a bad day at the office. Frankie <laughs> Garcia. He's he walked away. Well, he didn't walk away from it. Well, I can't remember if he walked away, but he he came out much better than that. Than that could have been lucky him. But like, if you look at the racing, it's not like like there's a great battle for first, right? There wasn't any close racing. It was. It was just. But maybe it takes it was just like, three or four races a year for it to get that close. Well, I think it's just one of those like like it just it was only interesting in the sense of like you're seeing something new for the very first time. What I think is gonna, if I, I'm fully expecting they're gonna turn this into a series. It's like okay, cool, yeah. Like the second or third time people watch it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, it actually. That's, now that the novelty's worn off, and we realize the racing isn't that good, we realize this is just a dumb idea. That's my that's my crystal. All right, ball. the eternal optimist in me says if they keep doing it, it'll get closer and more interesting, and then you get some rubbing his race in action. I don't think so though, because it's so it's so divergent on what can show up to that grid, which is kind of cool. Like you got turbo bikes and nitrous bikes and Indians and Harleys right. and blah 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 blah. And what, how much money you're spending, how much time you're tuning, but like that doesn't make for good racing unless you're gonna have like a twenty bike grid, having like a wide range of like how good the bikes are was it a same because it was early in, in indian bikes was there any other brand yeah. there no interesting i suggest that the ducati put a multistrada there i mean it is technically a bagger <laughs> it's a tour at the point <laughs> um i mean bmw's gonna have the r18 thing there soon probably i was gonna say look we, we, could, we could skip ahead of my bullet points here uh bmw r18 yep. intercontinental right is getting is getting is the, that the full name of it that's what we think the name is they've right. trademarked i like it name. i like it it's Intercon- okay I can get behind it. Uh, I, what are your thoughts on this bike? Because I guarantee you I disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't like that style of bike, but here's my thoughts. <clears throat> Earlier this week, we saw kind of like a, um, patent, a rendering. The, yeah, the patent design images. Yeah. Well, the design patent design images were kind of boring, but we saw like this really cool concept design. Oh, yeah. That thing was bitching. Like, that's a bike that's a good I would want to ride. I don't remember where I saw it or who did the design. No, no, no. You got it. We got it in the Instagram. Okay. Somebody sent it to us on Instagram. The gram. Because I was I was trolling through looking for. Oh, uh, dot, 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 dot. What was I looking? I was looking for people that did NR Pro. Uh, 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 uh. This is good radio. Da, 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 da. I just want you to know your mom's on Instagram. I saw that. We're gonna have to have a talk. Ah, it was from um, Overkill Andy. Oh, and it was from the Windy City Cycle. Good old Andy Janik. There it is. Looks good. That is a handsome ass bike right there. <clears throat> I don't even know what that is. Okay, this is a good. Like this is what I would love for BMW to build because the the patented design that we saw is just another traditional bagger yes. harley yes. davidson street glide yes. indian chief whatever the fuck and this is why i think it's a horrible idea because Again, like we say this all the time you have the opportunity to build something really cool and crazy and fun but you're going to the same old same old because frankly the same old same old safe right i'm, I'm making this in quotation marks safe well, it's very, it's what very sells, german to be safe. what sells is just another chromed out black street glide whereas this thing this is gorgeous. You know what? What my argument for this design as opposed to the other one is? We got to put this on like Instagram or well, something I'm, I'm so gonna, people I'm know what's, do it. what's up. So it goes to say, if you have the 
opportunity to design and do something cool and do something like this design that you and I are looking at. Well, fuck, dude, do it. That's what's going to sell. Don't just make another street glide. Boring. Well, that's the thing. So if, if I can, if I can try and tap into this segment that I will admit that I am not a part of the thing that I've noticed the most about riding the R18 around Portland and you experience this firsthand is the people that come up and stop you and be like, Holy crap. It should be called the R18 icebreaker. That looks, that looks just like that like classic BMW. I thought that was an old antique BMW. That looks so good. Like they nailed that retro heritage BMW look so hard. They nailed it like prom night. And now you're going to build this bagger with the bat fairing and it looks almost indistinguishable from your typical Harley Davidson, whatever glide. And it lost all of that retro BMW charm. And now it's just vanilla to me. Like you've just offered me another Harley and maybe it's better. Like it looks like they caught on to kind of some of the things you need. Like it has like a, it looks like it has like a big LCD dash. It looks like it's got a speakers and stuff. Like it'll have like the bells and whistles that you kind of expect in the touring range. It's like being in classroom and looking over the shoulder of the kid that's getting better grades than you. And just cause you're trying to, yeah, it's like, congratulations on your B. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like there's nothing new there and you lost all of the charm that you were building with the R18. And so you're just, you're just an also ran. It's like, you're no different from an Indian. You're no different from a Harley. And maybe that's fine. Maybe you sell a couple thousand units just because of yourself. But like, yeah, you showed me that concept and I was like, I'd buy that bike. Yeah. Like that's me being like, Hey, I'm not really into this segment, but that bike looks fucking rad and I'd like to ride it. I mean, I had the same visceral reaction towards that cool concept that, and it doesn't look like such an outlandish concept. This no. is something that they could just put together they could put and be it, like, put like this a is it. decent tank fairing thing. It's got a unique face right. headlight. Um, it's got a great, it's got that swept exhaust that you see on the R18 classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's got like, it looks like it has like a little fairing on the tail on the, on the fender. Maybe it's good. It looks super clean. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where people like you and I, who are not the typical audience for that segment, look at and go, that's cool. I would ride that. That's would, another icebreaker that you're going to have people want to talk about. And let's get. I put Brembo monoblocks on it and forge aluminum yeah, wheels and, and just some, be stoked on my life. Right? I mean, I get it. I, I think from a retail perspective, that safe sort of design will probably sell fine and it'll be easily recognizable because they're trying to conquest that Harley street glide buyer. Right. And so what better way to conquest that person than to offer them basically the same package, but with that unique BMW motor, you know what though? Like, like, I don't know if that is a conquest, but I don't know if like you're going to get too many Harley Davidson people. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm selling you a Harley Davidson, but it's, but it's not, but it's not a Harley. So it's like, like you got to sell something better. You got to sell something different. It's like, Oh, you like crack? Well, have you, have you tried speed lately? Have you tried meth? <laughs> like what can I do to get you in some meth today? <laughs> That's called salesmanship. That's right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to cost like $25,000 or something. Stupid. I'm sure. I mean, it's going to be in line with the, with the Harley thing thing. Not that. That's like a crazy price, but 
Um, but, but, but if I can loop back, I've had this thing sitting on my table since the start of the podcast, and we should talk about it for a, bra- a brief second. I can't even believe we missed it. It's so bright. It's so bright. It's the we found out with that that what was in the box. It wasn't. It wasn't my wife's head. <laughs> What's kind of, in the box? Kind of was though. It was. It was kind of creepy. Goes, they were like, "You may not open this for two more days." Head. I know. <laughs> it's the showy RF fourteen hundred. So they've updated the the RF line. Which is their sport bike, track bike, line of bikes. It's kind of like the do-it-all helmet. Yeah. It's your standard full-face helmet. It's a bit heavy. Uh, haven't had yet. So I have our large. It's 1,668 grams, which um, just to kind of like show you where that falls in. I'm sorry. How many uh, American weights is that? Uh. I mean, it's it's like mid range in terms of of weight. It's about this. It's a little heavier than the AGV Corsa R. It's a little bit lighter than the Bell Pro Star. So it's it's actually lighter than the Showy X14. So they've got that going for them. But hmm. the Showy is also like one of the most heavy sport bike helmets on the market. It's got um, a good shape to it. It's got a good shape. I haven't had a chance to go ride with it, partially because I've been driving for 29 hours to montana and back but also it's really it's got a really narrow face um really so like i actually called show i was like i need thinner cheek pads because it's that tight so i'm gonna wear it just to go and get like my review done so i can do some thoughts and stuff chew any gum but yeah it's really uncomfortable for me to wear uh which is too bad so that might actually affect the review. So we'll see. I have a, I have a pretty good showy head. Showies fit me pretty well. Do you? Yeah. I'd be, you don't wear a large. No, you? that will not fit my giant extra large head. Well, that's the thing that's interesting. The X14 doesn't fit me that poorly. X14 is actually pretty good. So it's a, it's a narrower helmet. It's a longer oval than the X14. That's probably why I wear the X series uh, though. I'm, I'm with you. The X's yeah. fit me way better than the R's. So I was going to go try the RF 1200 just to see how they compare. Um, and so we'll talk about it a little bit more. I come think, on over. I got some on the next show. Actually, I was going to come over to your your guys's place and hopefully not buy a KTM. I'll have it in the red room ready for you. <laughs> oh Christ! Um, so you haven't worn it. You've just been admiring I it on my head. I just haven't gone out on a motorcycle with it yet. Well, I kind of want to look at it. I'm going to sit up here and have a little finger, finger jam little, it a little, little bit. Look, see. Uh, let's see. Does it looks it pretty have- good. It's pretty. It's pretty standard showy which means it's pretty good construction at a fairly reasonable price i believe the msrp is five hundred dollars for solids that's not bad it's not bad you're no. paying a little bit of a premium but i would say it's it's worth most of that premium showy does a pretty good job of giving you really really good fit and finish for their helmet so that's one of my yeah. favorite things about them i'd say they're about a they're step below a rye in terms of fit and finish and quality of of materials but they're also you know you say that, but like their visor like, feels so much better to me. It's yeah. There's can, parts I, about it that I do listen, like listen, more. Listen, listen. That's a good visor. And their visor system is way better than a rise. It's nice. It's easy to change. And it's half the price of a mm, rise. New so. helmet smell. I love that smell. Um oh, it's got nice little cutouts for the earbuds. Yeah. It's got the emergency cheek removal things, oh, yeah, which is that. always good. Yeah, but no MIPS. No MIPS. Uh the show we have their own. No nope. MIP like thing like Bell. They have on the dirt side. They've got something that just like frankly does not look like it would work. Um, I would be reluctant to recommend it. I feel uh, like we've had this talk so many times now. But if I had to pay fifty dollars more for this helmet and it had the MIPS, I would totally fine with it. Yeah, 
and like truthfully like i was talking to the the showy guy and i was telling him like hey listen like i need to get some cheek pads because i can wear it for the review and i can suck it up but i would it is so uncomfortable that would stop me from ever wearing this like just like grabbing it off the the, the rack and using it and i was like but to be really honest the thing that's going to stop me from using it as an everyday helmet is the fact that you don't have any sort of rotational mitigation. Yeah. You don't well, have, do a they have a Do they have a retort for that? No. I haven't gotten a thing back yet. So, it's going to be like a ride, like our helmet's the roundest, it's so the it's roundest. the safest. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. Okay. So it, it's kind of a non-starter without the MIPS, just like any like an airbag, uh, a leather suit without an airbag is a non-starter. Um, hopefully, they'll get there. If that's not your jam, it's it doesn't seem like a bad helmet. Um, it's kind of like your basics. I, w- I would like to see how it vents and all that stuff. It came with a pin lock, which is cool. Um, Showy is, I think. I would say there's more value in Showy than Arai. Yeah, I think you get a lot more for your money. And, and typically their helmets tend to have pretty decent air movement in them. Yeah. And, and I will say like. Know, in our store, we don't really ever hear com- complaints about air movement or it being too hot or anything like that. And this has more air venting than the RF. 1200 did which is yeah. already a well-regarded helmet um so it looks like a pretty iterative upgrade from the 1200 and i will say like i had the x14 um before i got all snobby about my mips i wore that a lot on the track and it held up really well over time i would expect this to be similar where this is a it's gonna it's gonna last quite some while one of the things i like that they did is the posts for the pin lock right are outside of the, your peripheral range. A lot of brands like to put the posts kind of in your eyesight, which yeah, is yeah, weird, super like, fucky. Weird, like, bug, bug stain. Yeah, like, you sit there and like, what are you guys doing? So they, they were really smart about how they put that on. The visor is easy to get on and off. Um, Other than, like, a safety ding for no rotation, I, you know, it looks like a pretty solid helmet for a decent price. So I can't get too poopy, I suppose. I could get probably poopier, but... I mean, it's your job. I think you should get poopy about it so they listen to you. I mean, I'm full of burrito, so it's pretty easy to be poopy. Man, literally. Um, yeah, it was cool to see. Um, I would I would like to see more brands on board with the rotational thing. Boy, they sent you the brightest color in their catalog. It was the last large that they had. Uh, it was bigger scampi choosers. I, I kind of dig the yellow. It's grown on me a lot. It's a, it's I kind of dig it. It's not the high viz. No. The high viz is annoying. It's like a canary yellow. Mustard. Mustard? Yeah. Not yeah, Dijon. Like, like a basic mustard. Like a hot dog mustard. Uh, yeah. Hot dog mustard. Um, bu- 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 where are we in the show? Oh, boy. We're like an hour in already. The topic I have next on my to-do list <laughs> was supposed to be the very first thing we talked about because I knew. I knew. We we're going to talk about it for a very long time. Which is? Shaheen, tell me your thoughts on the new Ducati Monster as our audience gets obliterated drunk. Here's my thought. Ooh, you know what? Uh, hold on. Before we go that far, I was trying to find out who's who built this crazy looking concept. I finally found it. Huh. It's the Blechmann. Enigmatic Blechmann builds a custom R18 for BMW. B-L-E-C-H-M-A-N-N. So I guess look up Blechmann blackman uh r18 somehow it like already popped up on my browser that's because it heard me it probably did it's an austrian address that's a fucking good looking bike i can't get over it that's how much i like this design it's it has derailed me from talking about a ducati i think i've covered one of his bikes before i did i did cover one of his bmws before dear bmw go ahead and look at the blackman 
Why do I keep calling it black? Hey, black man. Hey, hey it's a black man. BMW. Gonna come down here and give you the fat beats and rhythm, man. Hey, right there, 18. Big black man rhythms. Maximum love and respect. Pa, pa, pa. Cool runnings. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where, you know, you can tell how old you are. <laughs> I see pride. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who take no crap from nobody. <laughs> Say it with me, man. <laughs> I like it so much. Uh, All right, Ducati Monster. Ducati Monster. Tell me in your most, I'm not a complete dealer sellout perspective. Okay. What are your real thoughts on this bike? Uh, my real thoughts are, I give like it. Me, give me two straight. Okay. I like it a lot. I, okay. I, I can see, okay. I've, I've been reading a lot of comments. You're not supposed to read the comments, but I read the comments. I got to read the comments. That's uh, where the magic happens. I, I, you know, warm up some, not warm up. I make some popcorn. Do you warm up or make popcorn? Yeah, whatever. I pop some popcorn and then I read the comments. Um, it's been interesting. It's it's exactly what I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of old school Ducati fans who are going to say things like, Ducati's lost their soul. Ducati's lost their way. Ducati's not the same. You know me. I like progress. I like forward motion. <clears throat> and sometimes that forward motion requires you to kind of leave old design language behind. A steel trellis frame while beautiful and, and you know, gives you some flex on this and that and the other is kind of old school at this point. They managed to lose 40 pounds on this new bike. Which is a fuck. Remember when we weighed the the V4R versus the Superleggera and we're blown away by forty pounds? They've done that on this bike. They've lost forty pounds versus the Monster A21. Not on the frame though. No, not just the frame, okay. but all over the okay. place. But the frame was a big part of it. They went from a steel frame to a aluminum monocoque. Um, and so forward frame. Oh, excuse me, forward. It's technically not a monocoque. It's not even. Barely. I mean, the motor's doing a lot of the stress there's work. There's multiple cocks there. There's <laughs> mini cocks, not monococks. <laughs> the frame of mini cocks. <laughs> that that co- would be the most Italian way <laughs> of describing it. He's a very cocky uh, frame. It's, got, uh, <laughs> it's not a monocock, it's a mini cock. He's uh, a, he's a, you know, the uh, cock uh, on the front, there's a cock on the back. And uh, one cock bigger, one cock smaller. You know, we uh, we put the cocks uh, based on size where they need it the most. <laughs> uh, this uh, this cock is very very stiff. This cock is very flexible. What if this is the reason I don't get invited to the press launch? Oh, fascinating. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> no. <laughs> one of the things that a lot of people are complaining about is that the bike looks more like other bikes in its category. Uh, um, I have a thought on that. Well, I would like to hear it later on. Yes. Here's my thoughts. I do not think it looks like all the other bikes. It looks like one bike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just going to get another, out of another you, Italian say what, brand. Say, say what you got to say. I said, it, no, I, I said it. I said it before. When, when I first saw the bike, my first thought was, hmm, that's a cool design concept that I may have seen somewhere else called MV Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Have you uh, been to Milan Varese lately? Because there's been a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> they straight up took that design. And for good reason. It's a beautiful design. And I think this monster point. looks really good. And anyone that's like, it looks just like the Japanese counterparts. I'm like, have you guys seen an MV Augusta? Like, this, is, this is, welcome to my world, Shaheen. Not a day goes by where I post a bike and someone goes, it looks like a blah. Yeah. Blank. That's Insert neat. bike name here. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things I've discovered is like some people like some bikes do look like other bikes. Like this, the the new monster to me looks like just a brutale ripoff. <laughs> it's got that same kind of headlight. 
It's got the oh, yeah. double-sided shotgun exhaust. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... And is the Brutalia an ugly bike? And the Brutalia is not an ugly no. bike. If you're going to rip off somebody, you rip off yeah. the best. Yeah. Every but, time somebody's like, it looks like an MTO. I'm like, get well, out of here. So that's the thing where it's like, I said those people that sit... Like, if you say it looks like a Brutalia, I'm like, yeah. Any person with any sort of design understanding or bike knowledge is going to see a lot of similarities between those designs. And that's that's a fair criticism. Right. Where I start like just kind of like rolling my eyes is when someone's like, it looks like an SV650. It looks like an F an FZ07. It looks like a what was it? Someone said it looked like an uh an FZXR. And on uh FZ what was it? It was a phaser six, six R. Oh. And I was just like that's a full ferry motorcycle. Yeah, that's your shoe. They don't like it's like at this point you're just naming it looks like, like an RX7. Like, like, like literally, like like people just start naming like I'm like, if you mean it is a two-wheeled vehicle that has a with motor headlights. inside of a frame <laughs> with a headlight and a seat, it's a it's a horseless conveyance, then yes, you are correct. It looks like it looks like that motorcycle. Right. And and most of the motorcycles that were named are naked bikes. It's like if it's uh a motorcycle without fairings like yes if that's if that's your only criteria it's like yeah it does look like an fco7 yeah. because those are two naked motorcycles okay cr- yeah, it looks just like all the other naked bikes because they have the same basic design concept but it's that's a naked look, bike look you can't look at that ducati and look at an fco7 and say those those look the same because they don't mm. and they don't she no 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 i i agree with you what what i think is happening is this weird psychological thing where ducati changed an icon, and we all know how scary that is. In the, I, I can't even imagine being in their shoes. It's like when they went from that nine sixteen design language, the nine 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 bike. It was such a such a departure from what it what it was. But the thing of it is, <clears throat> the thing that people are complaining about is like the single sided swing arm. You know the bike that it replaced also didn't have a single sided swing arm. Yeah, that's right. And they want to complain about the uh, dry clutch. You know the bike that it replaced also didn't have a dry clutch. Yeah, I agree with you. So it's a so really the only thing that they truly went away from was that trellis frame versus that many many cox frame. Well, I mean, I think there is certain elements of the monster that are gone. I don't think that's a bad thing. I am a person who does not care for the way the monster looks. I don't care for the original. Sorry, Miguel. Don't care for the original. I don't care for any of the bikes that have come after since. Whoa, whoa! The eleven hundred Evo was pretty fucking pretty. Nope. Nope. Damn it. Nope. You just didn't like the monster. I don't like any of the monsters. Not a bike that I find attractive. I don't like round headlights. I don't like that. Yeah, it's not round look. anymore. Eh? Eh? Well, that's the thing. Now I look at this and I go like, that's a good look. That's the first monster that I find attractive. I agree. Probably because it looks like a Brutale, which I think is one of the most beautiful motorcycles out. Straight up one of the prettiest bikes ever made. But the thing that gets me is coming back to this, like, like, like it looks like an FZ07. It looks like an SV650. Two thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. One, I blame the internet. <laughs> because I think it's just people being like, I want to hate this. And the way that I can be the most dramatic, the most hyperbolic, the most look at me for attention thing I can say is to compare the super expensive, fancy Italian right. bike to the most cheap Japanese version I can think of. Yeah. I'm trying to make a point and I'm, I'm going to make, make this a point. point by being as obnoxious about it right. as possible. And that's where I think the, the MT07, if you want to call it that FC07 right. comment comes in because those motorcycles look nothing nothing zero zip None. zilch not a like other than they are motorcycles without fairings i guess maybe in passing that's really it if you were blind the sv650 comment i go 
So the bike that was literally built to look like a Ducati monster, you're saying looks like the Ducati monster. I'm like, that that circular logic didn't so occur to you. The, that the job well done. They literally, like, if you're saying that, then like you're like disagreeing with yourself. This Coke bottle looks an awful lot like a Pepsi bottle. The, the monster came out. Suzuki saw it and was like, trellis frame check, V twin motor check, no fairings check, round headlight check, done, boom, SV six fifty, yeah. done. We did it. We, we did made the it for thing. like half the price. Three spoke wheel and all. We got this. Yeah. And if you're going to say this looks like that, which looks like the original monster, it's like you're in some paradox world. The irony of it all is so they've, they've basically updated the, the outgoing 821. Ducati basically took the 797 monster, which I didn't really like. And and the 821, which I actually liked a lot. It was a fun bike to ride. It is still a fun bike to ride. And they said, all right, let's combine the, the idea of it together. We're going to give it a little bit more power. We're going to make it weigh a lot less. And it's going to have all these cool electronic doodads, including the full TFT screen. All the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles. Yep. And the price went down. The price is bitching. Dude. It's a bitching price. It's the least Ducati thing I've ever seen Ducati do. I would love to ride this bike because you know know me. KTM 790 Duke. Uh-huh. This is what I've been saying. I'm dying to see where this sits next to this KTM. best sport bike on the market Uh for your dollar. Jensen 700 point right there. This bike is, what, like $800 more? Yeah. Has better brakes, better, better tires. I don't know about better suspension. I don't think so. I looked. I looked closely to the photos, and it's not an adjustable there's, suspension. There's, there's, uh, I believe, just preload in the shock. I don't think yeah. there's any adjustability anywhere no, else. No, it looks like it's just a. So you better hope they got that valving and that progressive spring thing. And I've right. ridden the monsters without that, and they tend to be on the softer side of things because it's a street bike. So, but I bet they'll have a so version kinda, of adjustable. Kind of going like, eh. looks a hell of a lot better than a 790 Duke all day. And I said they'd be like. I think I might be willing to pay eight hundred dollars more for that. Yep. For for this machine, yep. I think I think Claudio and the team did a better job. I like this, their. This, um, this is a very good contender in this in this space. I like their marketing. Uh, material. God, it's going to have more more torque. Yep. Uh, about the same power, but way more torque. Yep. Very interesting. The marketing's pretty neat. They've, they've got a I think a Moto Two guy. I that's so see, weird. I that's see so, it is. That's so stupid. They kind of—they're essentially trying to be like, "Hey, a younger sporty rider is where we're aiming this bike to be at." <laughs> this bike with no suspension adjustability whatsoever. Right. And, I mean, and honestly, and the, you could and probably, to be fair, the bargain basement Brembo bits. Oh yeah, but it's still Brembo. It's bits. still Brembo. It's Zero. not that J one bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, <laughs> I wanna, <laughs> you want to grind my gears? I did like at the in the thing they're like, and it has centered pads. I'm like, yeah, because the other people Whoa. in this fucking space don't for some reason. <laughs> what are you gonna put EFI bu- uh, stickers on everything again? <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, uh, I'm excited about the bike. I truly am excited about the bike because I like progress. I like that new next thing. And frankly, the monster's been, you know, just uh, evolution of the original bike since the beginning. They've been trying really hard to maintain that original con you know intention of that first bike and it's funny because a lot of people are like damn 900 was the best bike made ever and it's like neat i want you to come to my shop and see an old m900 it's aged for good reason it's it's 20 20 some odd years old 20 was it 26 years old now that's when it came to the u.s 1994 you could definitely buy drinks yeah it could definitely buy drinks it's a cool looking bike it's clean it's neat but if you look at it there's wires everywhere. There's hoses everywhere. They didn't really have their shit together. Whereas you look at a newer one, it's it just looks like a well put together machine. And just like anything else of the past, it's just become a better and better and better version. But for the first time in a long time, they kind of walked away from a couple of 
old school design ideas and did some new stuff. Augusta, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I like that. I for one like that design. I think it looks cool. I've I've always liked the Monster a lot. I've I've always thought it was one of the cooler bikes, and it sort of, in my eyes, saved Ducati in the U.S. Maybe worldwide. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think you can you can. And I think that's why sales on the monster. I think that's why a lot of people are so quick to be judgmental and call it the, you know, oh, it's the same as SV650 trying to cheapen it basically because they still have this dream and idea in their mind of the 90s and the monster coming out and being a really cool, mind you, super part spin bike. It was like a Frankenstein bike that they used other parts from super sports and this and mm -hmm. that to build basically. Mm -hmm. So... I get it. I see where people are coming from. I totally understand the idea of holding on to the ideologies of the past and the tradition and blah, 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 but I'm excited for it. I think it's going to do well. We, we've, we've seen both positive and negative feedback. The positive feedback is from the newer writer, a younger writer, and someone who's going to spend money on it. The negative feedback is typically from an older writer who has these ideas of what it should be like based on the past and who are likely not a buyer for it. That's, I think, part of it. And and when I saw this bike come out and I saw the price point and I saw what they were doing parts-wise, I was like, this is a motorcycle that is being, that was built and designed with a 20-something-year-old in mind. Oh, yeah. This is your, this is your first Ducati. Mm -hmm. And that's always what that, that space has been. But like, this was, I think, the first time they were like, okay, we're going to build a bike with these buyers in mind, that price point in mind, those features in mind. And go after them. And it's like those people want like a more modern look. Yeah. You know, by 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 and large, there's a little bit of like a hipster retro thing going on, but those aren't Ducati people. Well, I mean, if they are, they have the scrambler. They can still go buy that yeah, old that's school true. bike. They can always get a scrambler. But it, it's one of those things like I think you're right on that. You hit it around the head. The people that are the most up in arms, like, you were never gonna buy a monster eight twenty one. No. You might buy a monster twelve hundred. But you're probably more likely to get into a Street Fighter or a Multistrada right. than, than this. So shut this your was, face. You're not the intended audience. And who knows? Maybe at some point. I mean, this is now making me think, all right, so maybe the 1200 is going to be the next on the redesign block. What are they going to do? Are they going to? Well, very interesting how they, the marketing behind this was very interesting. Just in the, in the branding. It's not a Ducati Monster nine five nine. No, it's just a Ducati Monster. Just Ducati Monster. And let's let's just take a, a quick aside. Ducati Monster Plus. That was a dumb idea. I it, for for something that's literally like oh we put a windscreen on it and they, a seat cow. This is not the first time they've done this. I, I have raised hell about this. They did this. Do you know what confusion that's going to create? What's that? Do you know what confusion that's going to create? It's it's not even that. He, he, and, and Ducati knows better than this. I don't know who, which brainiac came up with this idea. If you're listening, please call us and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of that. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell Jensen who it was. Jensen wants to know. They did this with the Monster 797. There was a 797 and a 797 Plus. And the Plus simply got you a windscreen and a rear uh, uh, cover for the seat. Why? Why? Why don't you just for two three hundred dollars extra? Are you are you Aftermarket. out of your fucking mind? Just call it the bike as is. No one's gonna blink at all at the idea of paying another two three hundred dollars for this thing if it comes with that or stuff. It's just available in the aftermarket. Do you know what a pain catalog. in the dick it is for a dealership now to be like, oh, for model lineup, you know, representation, I got to get it a standard and a plus. Get out of here. And you know what's gonna happen with the the, the standard one? Some dude's gonna be like, hey, I'll buy that from you if you put in the 
you know, the front fairing and that thing for me because I, I like the way it looks. And I don't, I don't know. No, I, I think it's super dumb. Here's why Ducati's doing it. Ducati's doing it because they think that someone, some, some super old school traditionalist is going to want the monster without that tiny little mini fairing on it. I don't think it's a $200 savings. It's but just dumb. I, I give it a year before they take that away because yeah, they did the exact same thing with the 797. Year. Literally a year year. after the 797 came out, they're like, nah, they're all pluses. And then they're gonna be, then there's gonna have to be an S model to compete with like the 890 Duke R. I hope they do have, that. That'd be cool with adjustable suspension, with suspension and, like, and better brakes. Yeah, quick shift and what, maybe well, better maybe wheels. Have quick shift because on the A21 you can get quick shift as an option. This is like quick shift. Couple. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's what I was like. What's up with the plus? Um, Literally so, front fairing, rear rear tail cover. Yeah, and a windscreen. Yep. Um, but interesting that they didn't put a number on it. Which makes us kind of wonder what's going to happen with the twelve hundred. That's what I've been and I thinking. Think, about. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the twelve hundred will likely retain the single sided sway. If I was Ducati and I was going to have a you know, the next level monster if they do it, question is are they gonna do the same twelve hundred motor? Are they gonna go to the D V T twelve sixty motor? Are they gonna go V four? I don't they know. They could do V four. Yeah, but they have they a totally V4 could. monster called a Street Fighter. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. Like, if you made a more multi-strata V4, I think, I think you're right. 1260, Tesla Strata motor, right? VTAC, all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. DVT, sorry. DVT, bro. My apologies. You wait till the DVT kicks in and goes Brap! single side swing arm, 150, 100 something right. odd horsepower, 60, 170 horsepower, whatever. 150, 160. Mm-hmm. Well, the current one's 150. It's got to be more than that. Okay, 155. 157 we have a deal <laughs> it'll be 157 but it'll be metric horsepower it's really 155 in the u.s 148 <laughs> 149 <clears throat> um uh, yeah I, I would think the 1200 probably isn't that far behind ducati's really good with being secretive so they're not saying anything so this is just the speculative mind speaking but i would bet they would do that and ducati being ducati the higher end bike will have single side swing arm and all that yeah fun jazz stuff on there so I wouldn't be surprised if this current design language kind of carries over to the next one. But it all depends on how this bike gets received. I think much like the Street Fighter, it'll look better in person than it does in photos. And a lot of people said the same thing about the Street Fighter, including myself. You're I did not the, love the way photographed. the V4 or the 1098? Oh, the V4. Okay. I wanted to love the V4 the minute the idea was put out there. And then when I saw the photos, I was like, I don't know about this. And then I saw the bike in person in, in Miami last winter, and I was like, oh, no, this is this is stupid pretty. Like, I really want this bike. So I, I have a feeling it'll be the same with this uh, Monster Plus 937. I don't know what they're called. I had one more thought about it. I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> I did. I was going to like through this like diatribe about the whole thing. Yeah, but- I'm looking at the photos right now. It's... um. You know, one of the things about, they've done this with the Monster before, so this isn't something new, but one of the things I think that's always been really clever about Ducati in this space was they're really promoting the like custom, uh, the customization. That's what it was. That was my other thought about it. The body panels and the stickers and all that stuff. You're like, I like that. I I think that's a great idea. And it's always been a part of the Monster line. Yeah. Uh, It was called the Monster Art. Monster Art. Yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, why isn't that a thing on every bike? Every bike. Every bike should be able to be customized. Like, like that's all we do with motorcycles: customize it. So why the aren't you making that, that easier from the factory? Yeah. As a dealership, I, I think 
I would say th- three out of four bikes leave the shop somewhat customized. Something, right? Whether it's just the tail tidy or something, you do something to make it your bike. And so I think it's super, I think it's brilliant of them to have this option where you can buy essentially like a sticker kit or a plastic set. I think they're going to have four or so designs that you can sort of pick and choose from. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's super cool. I really love that. That kind of like Senna slash... Uh, Kind of camo, kind of camoish. You know, it makes me think of the uh, the Pikes Peak um, Street Fighter, the very first one that mm-hmm. that uh, Carlin rode. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like that camo slash I don't know, like checkered flag looking thing in the side. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's going to be bitching. I've you know we saw the pictures of the Termi uh, exhaust for it that looks really cool. I love that they're. I think they're doing kind of like that GP style. Uh, like chicken mesh wire at the end of the exhaust. Mm, okay. I like that look. I'm excited to see it. I think um, I think probably Q2 we're going to see those bikes. Yeah. So typical Ducati, um, probably April, May or April. I, I think it looks good. It's the first. It's the first monster that I'm like casually interested in. Any word on them doing sort of a limited press launch or something like that where you can go ride one before it hits the floors. I don't know, man. Like it's 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 always super hard. Um right now the journalists in Europe are getting to get on the Multistrada V4. I've been watching some of those videos. And here in the US we're just kind of shit out of luck. I haven't heard anything in terms of what they want to do with that. Um, it's supposed to hit the showroom floors in January. I don't know like probably late January, but next month we're supposed to have one. Well no, more than that. I've, we've taken... And it's even harder now. California's got stay-at-home orders, right. which is going to impact Ducati North America and uh-huh. most of the journalists. I can tell you right now, I'm not getting on a plane. No, hell no. I got on a plane to go to um, that Trail 125 launch, and I was like, this is dumb. People are being dumb. I'm not doing this again. No. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the options are there. Um. I think you wait till Motorcorsa gets one and come over. I might come over and ride yours. That might be what happens. Which, by the way, my bike's still for sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just saying it won't be any cheaper when it's the sales floor. Yeah. So I think Ducati did a good job, in my opinion. I think so, um, too. I'm excited for it. It is really hard. I'm actually writing an AR Pro story right now about all this. So I don't know what's going to come out first, that story or this podcast. Probably this podcast, because I think I'm going to try and get the podcast out tonight. Okay. But it's 9 o'clock. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but but this is like 9 o'clock is Jensen's like 6 o'clock. Yeah, but I'm trying to like start waking up earlier. For what? Because it's it gets dark here at 4.30. I got to like see some sunlight in my life. <laughs> um, But yeah, we'll see. But I, I've been having this thought about sacred cows. And it's really tough as a brand to slaughter a sacred cow. And oh, like yeah. this was kind of the last ones, the the monster with the trellis frame and all of that. Like Ducati has full on moved like we it's been slow. But we've moved on from dry clutches. We've kind of moved on from single sided swing arms. Not really. Some to, yes and no. We have one, two, yes three, no. four, five, six. But the multi doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. This monster doesn't have it. Right. Uh scramblers obviously don't have it. Um, you know, so it's been, it's been interesting. We're getting away from V twins slowly, especially on the high end side. Mm -hmm. Um, we're getting away from trellis frames. We're getting away from Desmo drama valves, but on one bike, on one bike, but 
the first rock is always the hardest. I, I really, truly, I, I will keep saying it till I turn blue in the face. I think Ducati should get away from the Desmodronic valves on everything but the superbikes. I think the, the Panigales and the Street Fighters really are the only ones that quote unquote need that technology. Yeah. I think metallurgy has gone to the point now where the springs aren't like floating anymore, right? They're doing their job. Fucking Yamaha has got a motorcycle that hits 16,000 RPM. It, I think the realization is, and this bike is a great example of it. The bark is worse than the bite. Mm-hmm. People are going to make a ton of noise. They're going to bitch him. What do you mean? There's no trellis spring. What do you mean? There's no Desmo drama. I'm just going to go buy Yamaha. What do you mean? There's no like more. It. It's not a real Ducati super bike <laughs> unless there's an L twin in it. And it's like, you know what? Did that hurt sales? No, because you know why? Because the end of the day doesn't fucking matter. What do I've we never, say about I never, I never, I, n- I have, as someone who owns a Ducati with a 90 degree V twin motor, dry clutch, single sided swing arm, trellis frame, and desmodromic valves, those are not the reasons I bought that bike. Nah. I mean, maybe the single sided swing arm because it looks rad. But like, but again, like the bigger is just like, I bought a bike that performs well and maybe more importantly, looks awesome. You know how you pull over and you're like, check out my Desmodronic valves. By the way, one of my favorite things would be like, it just won't sound the same without Desmodronic valves. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Are you talking about the dry clutch that used to be on the bikes back in, back in the day? Are you talking about that clackety-clack sound? That wasn't Desmodronic valves, yeah. I promise you. So I think people are going to make a lot of noise about it. And I think it's going to sell. It's going to sell. It's going to sell. It's going to sell. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Like you, you can sit there and have your tantrum like the little child you are. And the adults are going to go over here and have a conversation. Actually, in this case, the adults are making the tantrum and the children are going to go buy the damn bike. Well, it's 2020. Everything's upside down. <laughs> Cats are driving. Dogs are making food. It's just craziness out there. I am super duper excited about this. And and like you said, it's terrifying as a, as a company, I imagine, to kill that sacred cow or in this case, give it a big makeover. Um, it's like having a sacred cow and now you're like, eh, I'm gonna switch to chicken. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. It's a sacred chicken now. It's delicious. Um, I, I, I mean, we, we always say it about sort of the mentality of the good old American cruiser buyer, right? There's a reason why Harley is dying. Hmm. Innovate or die. Yeah. Yep. You, you gotta move forward. If you just keep building the same old, same old, same old, the same old people that used to buy it, they're getting older and not buying anymore. And it's not relevant any longer. I get it. I get that it's scary. I get that it's terrifying to move off from your cushy little, you know, cozy, comfy blanket. But you just got to do something new or else you're just going to die. Well, and the thing is, Shaheen, I was just thinking about this like while you were talking, so I apologize. This bike, with the features that it has, the design that it has, and the price point that it has, allows Ducati to go do all the nonsense stuff uh-huh. that I criticize them for on the high end. It's like, oh, you want to make a $30,000 superbike? Uh, 37000 thank you. Okay. You want to make your $20,000 adventure bike? Your $23,000 Street Fighter? Okay, but this, this is approachable. Everyone uh-huh. can get on this. That's going to sell. That's going to sell a ton, right? That's going to sell those Ducati, bikes probably, probably gonna, three to one. Probably that that may account for nearly if the scrambler didn't exist, that'll be 50% of Ducati sales right there. Yeah. Because it is a more attainable goal. You can say, yeah, I'm going to spend $12,000 on a bike and not 
have a freak out about it like you would a $24,000. It's not even that it's attainable. It's it's competitive in the marketplace. You look at like the the stalwart of this of this segment, All right? 790 Duke, and we're seeing a lot of competitors come in and they're competing well, our 660s and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. This is right there like it's a little bit more pricey, but you're also getting more for your dollar. Yep. But it's not so pricey that you'd be like, well, you know, yeah, it's a, it's so much more expensive. 800 bucks. It's not that much. Nope. The maintenance on it is going to be you know, the intervals won't, will be pretty well spaced out. It'll probably have, I mean, the that quote-unquote 950 motor that they're using on the now the Monster Super Sport Multi 950, the Hyper, that's got a 9,000-mile uh, oil change interval. It's got an 18,000-mile valve ch- uh, check interval on there. So it's going to be an easy enough bike to live with. Yeah. That's probably how long you're going to have the motorcycle for. That's, t- I mean, in, in North how many, America, how many, how many, let's, how many let's be honest, the average motor, uh, North American rides two to 3,000 miles a year. I was going to say, the, the average owner of this bike will probably not have to change the oil after the first service. No. That's it. But listen here, y'all. Oh, change your oil at least once a year. Even if you only ride 900 miles a year, change that damn oil. Do you like that thing you paid money for? Change your damn oil. Do the right thing. I used to have a car that had an automatic oil change feature. Every time you filled up, you put a cord in. <laughs> was it a two-stroke? No, it just leaked. Was it a fucking <laughs> Citroen 2CV? It was a diesel, and it leaked. <laughs> um, well, we, only, we only did like half an hour on that. That's nice. Kind of, I'm that's impressed. Kind of impressive. No uh, one's that da, drunk. Da, 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 da. There's a little drinking. There's a little drinking going there. I want to talk to you really quick about this Honda CB1100X concept. I, I got to tell you. I, I'm I'm okay with Honda using that motor in different concepts. I am too. I got the Africa Twin. Yeah. We got the Africa Twin Low, otherwise known as the Rebel. <laughs> now we're going to have the Africa Twin Mid. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. I'm just going to slow, like, slow clapping for you there, bud. That was really good. <laughs> Sometimes I got good ones. My Whoa. wife always asks me, do you think you're funny? And I think she means it literally or rhetorically, but I always say yes. Like, Absolutely. I'm hilarious. Um, it looks good. It looks clean. Um, build it. Just build it. I love the CB4X concept that it's based off of. Uh, it kind of hurts my heart that we're going to go use the Africa Twin motor, but then I'm like, no, it's a good little motor for that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. This, this, the, the four cylinder CB650 motor is, it's very iconic with its, its pipe routing. And and that's, that's a very beautiful thing, but I can get over it pretty quick. It's a proper sport tour. It's like this is what the FZ1 like used to be and it's just like in modern form now. And I don't know why Yamaha like gave up that space. Like they they had those guys and they then created the MT10 and you're like, what are you doing? I just realized why I like the spikes design. It kind of reminds me of a Modus. It does a little bit. With yeah. the, especially with the colors, with the Which, white. Again, I think that's a good looking bike for I a think, touring bike. Mm, the Modus was like almost like ahead of its time in a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I wish they were still around. That was just such a cool bike. That was a scary bike to ride. That's a yaw. That that motor was a beast. That motor was a beast. Um. I like this bike's design. I like the concept. I, I, I'm I'm not being funny when I say I like that Honda's using that motor. They found a good motor. 
And I think it's going to be a long lasting well, rumor. This is, this is a very much a rumor. I just want to like temper some some expectations a little bit. This is very much a Honey, rumor. You better make this shit. Uh, how, much it, th- how much do you think it would be if they made it? Ooh, I should have thought about that more. Like, I, I think it would be Africa Twin pricing. It has to be. Yeah. Like 13, 14,000. Yeah. If you it get would, it to 12, that'd be rad. Ooh. Because there would, that would really be, some, that would would be nothing else in this class. That would wreck that some price. Shit. Maybe without bags, it's 12. Interesting. Yeah, but who buys a touring bike without bags? Well, it's called the upsell. <sighs> See, don't make a monster plus Jensen. Stop it. <laughs> I'm okay with having like those parts available. Just like, why do you need to make like a Actually, separate It looks pretty model? good without the bags on this concept drawing. It looks it pretty does. good. It looks pretty good. All right. Yeah, okay. See, I want the bags and then I'll take them off when I want to go do some canyon dancing. Yeah. I like this bike. I hope they do something like this. That motor, that would be a bitchin' little motor. It'll give you all the mid-range you need on your touring rides. Uh, and, I mean, we've have you, you've ridden the Africa Twin. I've ridden one. I, I like that bike's got sufficient power. I wish it had a little bit more. I haven't ridden the 1100, to be fair. To be fair. But, um, yeah, I want, like, just a little bit more oomph, and the 1100 might have that. It might. Uh, it's been a while since I've, I've actually ridden an Africa Twin, which we should rectify. I've only... <laughs> rectify. We had someone who listened to the podcast that could get me on an Africa twin for the winter. Hmm. Huh. If only. If only we They could would give us it. an Africa twin and maybe two I mean, maybe monkeys. Maybe they get some fucking advertising going on. I'm saying so if too. only. <laughs> Did you say two of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking out for me. His and hers. His and his. What his and his. Man? Sportland. Portland. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me another burger. Fuck. Did we talk about the CRF 300 rally? We kind of. It's there. Yeah. It's there. But it's not there. Not in the US. Not in the US yet. It's not, in, it's not there in my world. I, I, let me, let me, I think I have like the exact. They, they literally did to that bike what I've always said it needed a little bit more. And what they did, did I, it. And it's like, but the US, uh, I don't know if you guys should get it. I wrote to, to the Honda people Honda Sierra 300 Rally coming to the USA. I got back like the most PR answer ever about how the <laughs> CRF 250L and Rally have been very important models for American Honda and continue to evolve that model for the US customer. Mm. And I was like, that's the most PR answer ever. Boring. But you're saying there's a so chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's going to evolve into a 300. Probably. Uh, I can't see how it doesn't. Or a 450. Dun, dun, dun. Because y'all, Americans like more. So I don't know why there isn't a, a CRF 450 rally. I just feel like maybe that's what they do. They and just get the 300 all together for the U.S. market and s- go straight 450. But you know that bitch is going to be like 14 grand. And a supermoto version. <sighs> I saw today, and I'll probably put it on the site tomorrow, someone built a, a supermoto off the XR650. You really want that? I mean, that bike's so old, but that'd be so rad. Shaheen, I'm trying to buy a 690 Supermoto from you. Of course I want that. <laughs> yeah, but the I'm X- like that guy. The XR is like the fucking KLR. The it's dinos- like, hey, why don't you build a KLR Supermoto while you're at it too? Oh, what do they call that thing? The KLR uh, SM. Bad no, idea. They you know the 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 XR 650 guys. They have like a name for the XR 650. It's like it's like the big red dick or something like that. I forget what it's called. <laughs> it's the big red something. Of course they would call it that. Uh, XR650. Big red. <laughs> big red pig. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> that's probably better. I like my version better. <laughs> that's big red dick. 
Uh, Put that away, Jensen. Uh, Getting through the things. Last one. I don't even really want to talk about it too much. I just want to make sure it's in the space. Scott Wine is leaving Polaris Industries. That's not at all what I thought you were going to talk about. (laughs) What did you think I was going to talk about? Marquez. Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Another surgery. His arm fell off. <laughs> oh, big deal. They're going to put a titanium arm there. He'll be even faster next year. Um, We can talk about I, This injury with Mark Marquez is one of the reasons I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I mean, he's human. Well, he's human. But the thing is, is, and one of the things I think that makes Rossi so great is his ability to win and dominate the way he did without getting injured the reason he's still racing today is because he wasn't a crasher when he was younger no he understood longevity he understood the and long that's game. what like ben spees casey stoner mark marquez pretty much jorge lorenzo yep. danny pedrosa kind of even lorenzo because lorenzo was kind of a robot on the track too yeah but he still had his crashes where it's like these guys are coming out in their 30s and just all chewed up because they're crashing all the time on that limit Whereas Rossi was able to feel that limit and not have to go so far beyond it that he risked, excuse me, risk getting injured. Do you think and this that, injury? Like, do you think this is going to haunt him for the rest of his career? Yeah, I truthfully like if it doesn't end his career, like I, I think, I do think we'll see him race in twenty twenty one. But I don't think it's gonna be the same. He may or may not be the same, mm. but I think like we're gonna start saying like this was that moment in time when Marquez started going on the downturn. And I think it's because it's like, God, I hope you're wrong. But yeah, I'm with you. you. That whole like, you know, crash it in FP4 to find the limit for qualifying, to get on pole, to dominate the race. Like, it's a great strategy, but this is the cost. Over in a long enough timeline, that strategy catches up with you and you get hurt and and injuries kill careers. Mm -hmm. And that's something Rossi didn't have to do because he was that much better. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I truly hope he heals properly. I, I, I hope they do everything they can to make him whole again. Because I do too. You know, I read yesterday that you know he got an infection, and yeah, I don't want this to be something that injures him permanently, or at the very least, takes him out of the the game. I agree. Although I think MotoGP is a lot more interesting without him. I, I agree. This was a, this was a very colorful year when he wasn't there. Yeah. But I mean that says something about the guy's writing. No, oh, yeah. I mean he's he's totally dominant. Like he's he's the fastest guy on the grid, but I also think he's the one risking the most. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think there's some other less talented people risking more and they're using that risk to make up for their t- lack of talent. But yeah. Um maybe this is the maybe maybe this is the thing that grounds him a little bit. Maybe he learns how to be more I don't think uh, he has that mode. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the Marquez, is it? But I mean, I, I, I do think it's the wake up call where it's like, listen, like this is, you're pushing 110% every time and that can work for a race or two and that can work for a championship or two, but over a long enough timeline that doesn't work. Yeah. And that, and we're starting to see that like the odds are coming up now, you know, you're, 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 you're getting snake eyes now on the, on the roulette wheel, um, roulette wheel, snake eye, no craps. Krebs? I, I like Krebs. I don't know. Anyways, what I was going to say, Scott Wine leaving Polaris Industries, I think that's a big loss for them. After 12 years, huh? Uh, I think he's really been probably one of the most savvy CEOs in the industry. Mm. And he's going to go on to bigger and better things and sell like 
agricultural equipment, which sounds super interesting. Wait, is that really what he's doing? Yeah. I thought uh, funny. It's a, the same company that owns Ivaco trucks and they're like the caterpillar of Europe, basically. But they're, what is it, four or five times bigger in revenue than, than Polaris is? Oh, I can only imagine. So it's a step up for him business-wise, but it sounds super boring. Any word on who may replace him? No, no word yet. They're, he's going to stay in his post throughout the rest of the year while they try and find someone. Um, it sounds fairly amiable as it, much as it could be. How do you how do you replace a Scott Wine? Oh, uh, I would probably expect them to hire within, pull someone out of one of the divisions, which could be interesting. Maybe at a um, protege under him or something. You will see. Uh, Scott's one of the few CEOs I never got to meet in the industry, so which is interesting because I've actually kind of admired like what he's done. So interesting. Uh, I wonder why that never happened. Although maybe it's because I mean. He sold vehicles that you didn't really move. Yeah, you. I didn't really cover. Victory. Yep. yep. Indian. Yeah, had an Indian, Indian scout for a little while. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I think I'll be curious to see what happens now with Polaris after this because that was, he was a very instrumental figure. He basically tripled their 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 revenue. Yeah. Um, he's responsible for the whole Indian motorcycle play and, you know, basically getting rid of Victory and Made a lot of really smart moves. Hmm. So we shall see, Shaheen. We shall see, indeed. Uh, but 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 we got some people to thank. Who you got today? Uh, I got three dudes. There may have been more. I saw some some signups that didn't come with notes. So so if I don't mention your name today and you signed up because of us, do get in contact. I do want to give you shouts out. Um. Um, but yeah, so send us an email. We talk at gmail.com. Cause I do want to give you shouts out. Um, if you want to just be anonymous too and not get a shout out, that's fine. That's, that's, it's all, it's all up to you, but three gentlemen answered the call this week. Okay. This show is brought to you by Ryan, Ryan, who says we are dope. I mean, which we are, we are We're pretty dope. <laughs> uh, it's also brought to us by Sean, who, Started listening to Asphalt, or I shouldn't say started listening to Asphalt and Rubber, started reading Asphalt and Rubber when he started his first year of law school at uh, UC Hastings, Whoa, which was the law school I wanted to go to and didn't get in. So, fun story there. I'm not as smart as Sean, apparently. Or are you? I mean, when it comes to LSAT taking, probably, yeah. Um, I think he's probably smarter. So, he's in his first year now? No, that was like fucking how many ever... 10 years ago, whatever. Oh, dang. But long-time listener, long-time reader, uh, fellow lawyer, uh, has also forgotten about as much Civ Pro as I have. <laughs> uh, so that's that's good. 12B6. Um, 12B6 UIS. So thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Last up, we have Kyle. Uh, Kyle had a little problem getting signed up. We got him taken care of. It was all good. It's what all was good the problem? Was there, was there like technical difficulties? Yeah, it was like a weird, it was like a weird technical thing. Like I Was he on OnlyFans trying to find us there? Because I've been talking about doing a, no. a cooking show on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be horrible. Where I'm basically only wearing fans. An apron. <laughs> uh, no, it's like a, actually a little weird little loophole. Like if if the sign up process doesn't go through correctly, like it kind of puts you into a purgatory. Oh, so we had to figure that out. I've never Sit seen it before. There and think about so, what you've done wrong. Sean. Sorry about that, Kyle. It's uh, oh, it's an Kyle. imperfect system. 
Um, but we appreciate everyone who who signed up for ANR Pro accounts. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. We we get burritos out of it. Yeah, we got some. Well, I mean, I had quesadilla today. You did. It's delicious. I mean, it's yeah, basically got, a burrito that's flattened. It's a pancake burrito. It's a pan, It's like a crepe burrito. Oh, there you go. Ah. Um, if you'd like to continue supporting the the Rap Talk Motorcycle Podcast, or or just there's something in particular you guys want us to eat. And there's some funds in the form of A&R membership. Coda Coda Kitty accepts all forms of payment. Coda Kitty's been weirdly quiet. I feel like she's... She's a little sick. Some Oh, is she? Uh, I thought maybe she's so, somewhere trying to figure out how to kill me later. Mama B sent me this advent calendar. Uh-huh. Advent calendars are, are a very Scandinavian traditional thing in our right. family that we do. Coda Kitty found usually, it. Usually, like when I was a kid, I had an advent calendar. You just get like little chocolates. Just little, right. little nauseous. Well, she sent one for Coda Kitty this year. Oh. And they're like these like salmon fish treats. Oh. But like each day is like five treats. And like we got like a week into it and she just started shitting everywhere. It just gave her the runs. I'm like, oh man, that's just too rich for her blood. She's a, she's not a fancy kitty. She you think just, maybe you should just give her one of the five? It, 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 there's... 30 days on the calendar. I know, but like, there's, give her five, like, there's 150 treats in there. I, I know, I but just give like, her like one. You have to give her all five. If I only give her one, it'll take me half a year to dole them out. No, no, no. no. Just throw the rest out. That, you can't throw food away. It's, it's cat food, bro. It's already been thrown away. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's not even the, the lips it's and assholes. Even, yeah. Who's going to eat that? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Sarah McLaughlin's going to sing a song about how you threw away cat food, you piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> See, I already feel bad about it. Uh, never got her CD, thank God. Um, I could fix that for you if you want. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> we will have uh, holiday brappy shirts for you. We'll have we'll have shirts. Those should be out pretty soon, actually. Like the next We're, couple days, hopefully. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So we'll put a link out on social media. Yep. We're a little kind of getting late for the holidays, but forgive us. We'll have some non-holiday ones on there too, so you yeah. can you can wrap the brap talk all year long. You could brap it all year long. Yeah, when a brapping comes along, you must brap it. Brap it good. Blessed be the raps. Blessed be thy braps. The Lord opens. Ah, it's very relaxing. I like that a lot. And with, and with that, Shaheen. Uh, that will do us for this edition of the Brap Talk podcast. Just remember to follow us on Instagram at Brap Talk, Twitter at We Brap Talk, email We Brap Talk at gmail.com, and on Facebook, Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast. Ah, your ace is on this. Oh man, you know, I've been practicing my I look, I look in the mirror and be like, all right, so good. So you're going to follow us at at We B shit. You're going to follow us at, 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 yeah, dang it, I'm going to try it again. You're a fucking professional. I am a professional. <laughs> you role play all day long to get it right. <laughs> so get on, get on the social medias. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us some love. Um, talk to Shaheen in the DMs. I, I show up every now and then. Slide into my DMs, yo. Slide into our DMs. Swipe right. Or whatever. Swipe left if that makes you happy. I don't care. You don't want to swipe left. You don't match. Oh. I don't understand how that works. I do. Trust me. Oh, it's right not. is good. Left is bad? Yeah. I feel like there's a hidden message in there. There's some politics in there somewhere hmm. um but, 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 but with that sheen we say make good choices and safety third good talk i'll see you out there bye <laughs> so fun fun story um sitting there thanksgiving listen to Brady steps i didn't want <laughs>
talk about <laughs> something birds how how slow she is so I like, slow. and i'm like oh god there she goes again so i'm like on my phone <laughs> i get this alert 